Kumlan and Ablak Gemara. Today is the last day of Masech Tebeah. We're making a scene on Masech Tebeah. And we're still discussing the laws of the Tchumin. Whose Tchum do we follow? So, so let's say Ruben, uh, his fruits were sitting in some other city, being mined by other people. And it's more than Tchum Yamtuf. So if you wanted to walk from that town to your town, you had to make an extension of your Tchum. But the people of that other city made an aid of And the purpose of that aid of that they made was so they could bring this person in fruit on Yom Tov. They cannot bring it to him because their tchum is not what binds those fruits. It's the owner. But the aid of who paid But if he, he made who, but he come if he made the aid of, since he is the owner, then paid the fruits are just like him and they follow his tchum. If somebody invited, if somebody invited guests to his house on Yom Tov proper, <clears throat> and these guests come from outside of the Tchum, and they made themselves an native in order to come and join you for Yom Tov Suda. And after the meal of leftovers, so you want to give them a, a, some leftovers to take back with them. They cannot take it back with them because this food belongs to the host, and therefore it's bound by the Tchum of the host. Not by the tchum of the guest, and they cannot do that unless he gave it to them before Yantu. But if he gave it on Yantu, even though it becomes theirs, it's only on Yantu. And you remember the whole discussion who owns the food on the table. But even if it belongs to the guest, nevertheless, it doesn't become theirs until Yantu proper. Is LNK Zikalem and the same bed Yantu? The only way that they can bring the food back with them is if he was Mazakif to them, he took another person and says, I want you to, bene- uh, to be Zayat, acquire this on behalf of all my guests. And then, and prior to Yantu, then it's bound up in the, in the tchum of the guest. <clears throat> Okay, so about Itmar, we learned Hamafkit paid his eight So Reuben gives his fruits to Shimon and asks Shimon to mind his fruits. So the question is, who who sort of is in charge right now, and whose chum is uh, is binding on these fruits? Is it the Mafkit, the owner of the fruits, or is it the Nifkit, the one who's actually minding it? Rav says Rav says you follow the one who's minding it. Shmuel says you follow the one who owns the fruits. What's the base of their argument? Lema, let us say that Ravishmul, the other to Maya, Ravishmul are consistent with their view, which is what? If not, we learned in a Mishnah, Let's say I have a cow and Reuben has a cow and goes to Shimon and says, Shimon, you know, can, can I leave the cow with you? And Shimon says, Bring it, bring it. Oil, oil. So bring it, bring it. And um, the question is, what? how far does the responsibility of Shimon go? So, so he says, so um, now we learn, if you brought in um, the cow with uh, into Shimon's property with permission, then if the cow then causes damage, who is responsible? The, the shaman, the one who owns the chatzah, because he said to the guy, bring it in. And what he meant was bring it in and I'll take care of it. So therefore, anything happens, it's his responsibility. However, Rebbe disagrees. Rebbe says, Rebbe says that no, typically he says, bring it in, doesn't mean I'm taking responsibility. It's still yours, 
it still belongs to the owner of the cow. So isn't that the same machlek as here? Oh, but Rabbi Ravuna said, that whose responsibility is the chutzah, and therefore in our case as well, Rabbi Rav says, whose tchum do we follow when it comes to these fruits? The owner of the of the house, the, the, the owner of the, the nifkid, not the owner, the nifkid, the one who's mining it. He's responsible, fully responsible, so therefore it's his tchum. And Shmuel says, Halacha Kerebi, that no, that by the cow, which the owner of the cow is responsible, no, not the, not the nifkid, not the one who's mining it, the same thing with the fruits. Whose tchum is it? The owner of the fruits. That's why Shmuel says, Kerebi, can draw parallels. Lema, why can't we say the following? Why can't we say that the fact that two machleks don't have nothing to do with each other? say that my that what I say over here that when it comes to the fruits we follow the the tchum of the minder of the nifkid can even work out according to the abundance by the cow it's the um, uh, what do you call it? even uh, the abundance say that the cow the balachotz is responsible. Um, Rav, no, sorry, Murphy says let's say Rav follows the abundance that it's the nifkid or Shmuel says the Rebbe that it's the mafkid. no. I know that I can work out the field of Rebbe. Even when the Rebbe says that the, the minder is not responsible, but in the case of the fruits, it's his tchum that puts his, his stamp on it. Why? All he said was, bring it in, bring it in. He never said, bring it in, and I'll take responsibility. He just said, oil, oil. So therefore, why should it be responsible? I will hawk over here. We're talking about a normal case of a mafkid and nifkid. I gave the mafkid, gave the fruits over to the nifkid, and the nifkid is responsible. A couple and he took it, and he took responsibility. So he Rebbe agrees. But in this case, the tchum, is the, the nifkids. Shmuel will tell you that I know the Amri, I feel Rabban, even the Rabban is saying the case of the cow, the nifkid says, I'm you know, is responsible for the watch, minding the cow. But when it comes to the fruits, it's the mafkids that that, uh, that puts a stamp on it. And why is that? I can't look at Rabban, some of the Nikolini's naked trade, which is the Balchot. Over there, um, the person who gave the cow to the Chot and he brought it in, he is very happy. The Bala Chatzah should actually take over full responsibility. Because what happens if his cow is walking around in the courtyard and his own cow causes damage? He doesn't want to be responsible for his cow's damage, especially he's not there. If his own cow causes damage in the house of the minder, he doesn't want to be responsible. So he's very happy to give it over completely to the to the minder, and that's why we say that the minder is responsible. Over here, you think, over here, you think he wants that the fruits should be completely given over to the, um, to the to the to the other person when it comes to Tchumen, he doesn't want the Tchumen to be taken over by the mind. He wants Tchumen to be according to him, and so he has a possibility to go and pick it up. That's why, in this case of here, you follow the owner, not the mind. Okay, Tanan, it says in the Mishnah, in our Mishnah, we just learned it says he made who he has fruits in another town, but it says that if he made his own native Tchumen, it follows his native Tchumen. The Peders follow him. Now the questions are round. But Rav just said, told us that when you give fruits to somebody else to mind, it's the minder that has the tchum. And now Mishnah clearly says all the way around. Our Mishnah says it's the only the fruits that, that retains the power of the tchum. The Amr, if you can tell me, it goes out to the minder. He's ke'edav hu mahava. So what if he made an edav? How does that help at all? So what? But he, he's not the balabas when it comes to tchum. Amr Rav Huna. Amr Rav Huna said, the yeshiva of Rav, to defend Rav, they say, our case is not talking about where the fruits are in the other town and there are actual minders there who took responsibility. So the people of the other town said, look, we're not taking responsibility. You want to leave your fruits here? Here's a corner. Put it down there. It's your responsibility. That's why everyone agrees in this case, there's no transfer of trans responsibility. The tchumen remained with the owner, not with the minder. 
Okay, similar Toshma. It says in our Mishnah, Mishazim and that's an invited guest. They cannot take the presents home with them. Unless he was mazaka to them the food prior to Yamtov. If you can tell them, so let's say he did give it to them before Yamtov. But where is the food sitting right now? In the house of the host. So that means he is acting as a minder for them. And according to the Rav, it's the minders that takes care of that, that puts his post on it, his stamp on it. So what does it help? That he's mezakeh to them before yomtiv, since he's the minder and according to Rav, it's the minder's tchum that overrides the other person's tchum. Says the Gemara, kizikel lehem ayde achem mahave. What helps if he's mezakeh to somebody else? Uh, answers the Gemara. Hachinam. Here we're talking about kivon shizikel lehem ayde achem. Over here we're talking about since he's mezakeh through somebody else, is kimi sheyichel lekenas ozami. Why was he mazakit to them? Why did he before Yamtu go out of his way and other person in his whole elaborate scheme and give the food over to them before Yamtu? So that if they want to go home, they can take it with them. And the only way that they can take it back with them is if he doesn't mind it for them, he doesn't take full responsibility. The only way is he says, Look, I can leave the food by me, but I'm not taking responsibility. So that's exactly what he did. It's as if he put the food in the corner for them, but he's not minding it. So therefore, Rav will agree that the Tchum follows the owner, the new owner that became the owner prior to Yamtu. Or he buys or we can actually say that Zika shiny. In a case we went out of his way, and 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 he was mazaki them. The whole idea, what was he mazaki them in order to take away his chum? So even though he's minding it, not the he's minding in every other sense he's responsible for anything else. But because he's mazaki to them, what is he? What's he giving over to them? The right of the chum. One day, he took um, they, the, the butchers came and he was staying in a hotel, and they put the he put the meat right before Yamtiv out on the doorpost, because he came from another town and he put it on the doorpost so that he was um, he was going to make an aid of to be able to come to the town and Yamtiv to eat, and he did it right before Yamtiv. Also, the Kamei and so right now it's sitting in the hotel's house. And the question is, whose tchum does it follow? Does it follow Chanon Machaloi, who now owns the meat, but he went back home before Yantam and finds Kamsamar again or not? The King of Buna, what's it then? If you're the one who put it on the doorway, then Zil Shkil, you have every right to go take it, because you did it for yourself, and therefore you can go take it. But the Inu Talalach, but if they're the ones, the butchers are the ones who hung it, then Loitishko, you should not take it. We'll soon explain what happened here. Because he hung it on the doorpost. So what he'll help? But right now, who's minding it? The hotel. And according to the rabbi, it's the minder that places his tchum, stamps his tchum on it. Especially Rav He was a student of Rav. And Rav, Rav said, It depends who's minding it. Sigmar says, Shiny Avra the Dasham. Sigmar says, It's different in this case where he put it on the doorpost. Since he, about where he himself placed it on the doorpost and they did not take responsibility, it's just like they said, put it in the corner, it's yours. We're not taking responsibility. It's as if they told him, put it in the corner. And therefore, it still belongs to the owner, which is uh, Rav Chana, and, uh, and that's why it's his tchum. So now we have three questions in the Gemara. First, Rav Hila comes out of Asher, I understand. But if you tell me if the butchers would have hung it up, then it's their tchum, not this person's tchum. Why? But the butchers hung it up for him. 
But on my Shmuel, didn't Shmuel say we had a few days ago? Show you pattern. If let's say somebody fattens up animals and he didn't yet organize anything before Yom Tov, comes Yom Tov, anybody buys it, it follows it. Why? Because the pattern knew that somebody's going to buy it tomorrow. So they still had a mind. Whoever takes it, it becomes theirs. So surely in our case, where the butchers brought it here for the surely it's before Yom Tov, it's Abchanah, and therefore it should follow his Chum. Had a Kadagli Kolod and followed all these, all the buyers with had in mind. So surely in our case, it should belong to Abchanah, even if the butchers placed it there. That's question number one. Question number two. Omelet, I mean, Rashi, and Abinah turned around to the Rashi as well. And he asked the following question. Didn't he say that? Abdesa said that there's only one shepherd in town. Then, um, then it goes after the, that shepherd because everyone knew that they're going to bring their sheep there. Even though they didn't, but they all knew it was going to happen. So surely in this case, it was they brought the meat for the Abchana. Surely it's Abchana's meat. It should follow his trum. Now Ravash himself turned around and he asked, Omle Ravash of Kana, Ravash of Kana, this is not the same of Kana who was a Talmud of Ram. This is much later. Ravash of Kana, he said, and they put it on the door. Rebchana cannot take it. What man we learn? That an animal or the kalim who's come to follow the owners. Well, who's the owner here? They just put it there for Rebchana. But he paid for everything else. He's the owner. Hello, so we answer. Shiny Our Gemara has nothing to do with Chum. We're not talking about Chum. You misunderstood the story here. The story is Rab was very concerned about Bososhinus Alam and Ayin. If you have a piece of meat and you don't have a, you know, it's not sealed, we're scared that the guy swapped it. And the question is, here was hanging on the door. And is there a problem that the, if, if Bosom is Alam and Ayin or not? So we said, I guess, Shiny is different. Um, that what? The Gabra Rabbi, he was a great Talmud Chacham, a big tzaddik, who taught Bishmait, he was always learning, he didn't really notice what was happening around him. And the Hachi and this is, and he asked, therefore, am I worried about Bosa Shadis Alliance hanging out there in the, door, in the doorway? He actually said, if you're the one to put the meat there, then you held on to it. So you know what the meat looks like. Then East of Simon you know exactly what it looks like. So you'll recognize it the next day. We're not worried about buses online. We'll recognize it straight away. Then go ahead and take it. But the if they put it out the door for you, not you, so you have you have no way of recognizing it. And you bechala, so you know, so into your learning that you don't notice things around you anyway. And if you weren't even thinking about it, you forgot about it. Then the Masachadad, you weren't thinking about this meat the whole time. And they, nobody's careful with your, your meat, not theirs. Letishko, don't take it. Don't take it at all. <clears throat> and that's what that's what he means over here. Next Mishnah. Ein mashki in v'shoichetin on Yom Tov itself, you're not allowed to shech an animal unless you prepare it before Yom Tov. So you cannot, and they used to, before they shech an animal, they used to give it a drink to make it easier to strip the, the hide. Ain mashkin v'shoichetis mit body is animals that are out in the field and not you had no idea that was coming. You know that on Yom Tov they pop into your ear. You know that they use it because it moves. I'm a mashkin v'shoichetin es habayosis, but you could check those animals that come at night back home. We'll soon see what bayosis are. The domestic, the docile animals. Those animals you can check because as if you anticipate they will be there. Eiluhein bayosis. What's the definition of bayosis? The, the field animals. Bayosis uh, the, the, the docile animals, the domestic animals. How long is beer? They sleep over in in town at nights. Midbodius and the one of the field animals, halonas ba'afor. They they sleep out in the in the fields, so they are mukt. First of all, what do you have to go into detail? Just say if you want to shach or not. What he tells about giving to drink. Milsa agav uchet kamashul. Come to teach you something by the way. 
the lashki inish behemte, a person should, the best thing before you shecht is give the animal to drink, and then and then you shecht. Why? Because then it's much easier to strip the hide or the front of the rambam, the, some of the small lesions fall off. And by chassidim, they say that before you go by a fabrengen, if you want to tell somebody off, you know, learning properly or davening properly, so mashkin is a behemoth. First, you got to get the nefesh of is happy, give him a little mashkin to drink. And then b'shechin, then you go in and and you start to doing what you have to do, remove all these lesions and things which are not proper. Actually, Machlekes, in Abraisa, the definition of Midbaris Mayos, not like Amishnah. Midbaris, Koshi Yoyos Bepesach, they leave your home in place of summertime. They're out there in the pastures the entire summer. And they come back, Tishrei time. In other words, they come back when it's cold. For six months, they're out there in, out in the fields. The Eluheim Bayos, what's a Bayos is mid bodies. Bayos are domestic animals. And, and um, <clears throat> where are we? Sorry, I just skipped it. What's Bayos? They go outside of the city environs during the day. But every night they come back home. That's the definition of a domestic animal. They have to come back home every single night. However, Rebbe says, no, Eilu, Eilu Bayosas, even those that come back in the winter, they still feel they're still domestic animals. Why else are they coming back? They go out in the fields to, to graze. They never come back. They don't have a home. They're out there wandering. That's the definition of a wild animal. <clears throat> they never come home. But we're talking about here, <clears throat> and therefore what? And therefore, on Yom Tov, you cannot check, which means it's Muktzi. Now, remember, we have an argument, Rabbi Yehuda of Shimon, that is Muktzi. Rabbi Yehuda says there's Muktzi, Rabbi Shimon says there isn't. And now we know Rebbe follows Rabbi Shimon. So what's Rebbe saying here? Rebbe Muktzi, Rebbe believes in the concept of Muktzi, and he's telling you, tell us what's considered domestic animal, what's not a domestic animal, what's the difference? Even a non-domestic animal, according to Rebbe, you can check on Yom Tov if you happen to come across it. But boy, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi the son of Rebbe, asked Rebbe. We know that Shimon, who doesn't believe in muktzah, concedes there are certain muktzahs that are so removed from your mind. And one of them was we had raisins and dried figs where it was ready to be eaten. You decided, no, I want to dry it. And while it's in the drying process, they're not edible. So they became completely muktzah from your mind. You're not going to change your mind. And therefore, Shimon agrees to that. So he asked the following question. What about patsile tomorrow? What about dates that were never ripe yet? Not that were ripe and then you rejected it. It was never ripe and you decide, you know what? I'm, I'm going to let these things dry and eat them dry. Mouse, would Abshimon concede that this is also muktzah because you're waiting for it to dry? Or will he say because it was never ripe in the first place, it's different than raisins, uh, than grapes, which were ready to be eaten. And then you decide, oh, I am not going to eat it, which means you de deliberately removed it from your mind. Maybe only that case is muktzah. Omelay said, a muktzah that Abshimon and Abshimon will not concede muktzah. Only in the case of gregus dried figs and raisins, only there. Why? Because since they were suitable to be eaten and you decided not to and you placed it somewhere to dry, to dry, so therefore you removed it from your mind. But in these cases here, you never pushed it out of your mind. It was never right in the first place. And there are some people who will eat it the way, that's the way it is. So maybe in this case, it's not most. <clears throat> but what do we see from here? What do we see from here, Lepoyle? That Rebbe, who's buying into this question, means he also believes in, 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 in he, he follows up Shimon, which is he doesn't believe in Muktzah. If he follows a Shimon and he doesn't believe in Muktzah, so then what in the world is this whole issue about whether you can uh, eat, um, the, what do you call it, whether um, the animal is domestic or non-domestic? It makes absolutely no difference. You can always shecht animals. Says Imara. 
I can tell you that this case over here is that Midbarius are just like, because they never come home, according to Rebbe, you never, so it's completely removed from your mind. It's no different than the case of the, the raisins that are completely removed from your mind. These animals also completely removed from your mind. So therefore, even according to Rebbe non-domestic animals are mukta and you cannot shakta on yamta. That's answer number one. Iba, he said, more I can answer you, He's saying, look, I personally hold of muktzah. That's why I'm going to discuss with you what's considered domestic animal, what's not. But the latest fiddle, Rav Shimon doesn't, who, um, I, I'm, and I don't hold of Rav Shimon, but you want to know, according to Rav Shimon, we'll give you an answer. But not that that's my opinion. Just because we're discussing Rav Shimon doesn't mean that I have to rule like him. That's answer number two. And answer number three is that he does hold the Rav Shimon. There's no muktzah, but he's telling the rabbis, you will believe a muktzah, but I still believe your definition is wrong. We both say, well, the brand of one come with Lydia, according to me, I say a muktzah, I hold the Rav Shimon, there's no muktzah at all. Elali the Chu, according to you, oidili mias, admit to me, hecha de yoitzes veroyes be pesach, that we're those animals that leave on pesach and come back in the winter, venichnosses be revia, they shine, come back in the winter, did by They Even you should treat them like domestic animals and they shouldn't be muktzah. Because in the back of the, your mind, you always, they never go too far away. You're always thinking about them, that on they pop up, I might use it. I'm the Rabban, the Rabban disagree. They say, like, we treat them as bodies and they leave in Pesach and they come back in the, in the winter. During the summer, they're completely removed from your mind and therefore they are muktzah. This ends in Sech and tomorrow we start in Sech Meshachan.